0: Oh, my God. Instagram and everything went down, and nobody knew what to do. I was lost. You know me. I live on Instagram. I had no idea. what. I had to talk to niggas. Have you talked to people? Yeah. It was, Have you talked to people? Oh
1: I man, you know I teach, so the funny thing about that is we get with a <laughs> bit different age group. Dog, they didn't care. What? They on, they on tic, having them on TikTok, so a lot of them didn't even notice. Like, they didn't <laughs> notice at all. Like, they had no clue. The Instagram thing to me is funny because I mean, Facebook just had that hit. Like the conspiracy theorist in me, yeah, wants to be oh, like they really. whistleblowed on you and mm-hmm. y'all had to lock them doors and erase a bunch of shit. Fifty percent of me believes that.
0: How many? The fifty
1: percent. Much- fifty. Okay. Because the other half of me is because the reports are coming out. It's funny. Facebook is Facebook. Yeah, and I will explain that real quick. Facebook live on Facebook. So everything that happens on Facebook has to happen on Facebook. They said some programmer wrote a code, uploaded it. It separated Facebook from the Internet. And in order to fix everything, they had to log on to Facebook, which was now down. And so they couldn't log on to Facebook because they uploaded the wrong code. And the funny thing I was like, well, what about the doors? They was like, the funny thing about that is the doors are logged on to Facebook, like people yeah. can't use their cards <laughs> to get hard. in. So I was like, on one hand, I believe I believe in human incompetence. I do. Fifty yeah. percent of me believes humans could be this incompetent to be like, you know what would happen? We should put everything on this one server. And see what happens. On the other hand, I also believe in corruption, <laughs> and it might have been both. I feel like when this thing went down, Mark started burning stuff anyway. He's like, "Yo, burn all of it." Like they coming for us? They compare Facebook to cigarettes. (laughs) I was like, no. I said, this man said this is just like the tobacco companies. I was like, God, look. I know Facebook might have lied about some stuff, but for y'all to compare this to nicotine, y'all are coming for this man's throat. The only thing I wish. Oh no, go ahead. What were you gonna say?
0: I mean, it is uh you know mind control and whatnot. You know that they're. They're they're saying that these people are. Uh, I get that. Guilty of you know I think it, it 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 can be as bad as cigarettes you know. It could
1: be it could be,
0: but I mean, and I
1: know people felt like they was jonesing for Facebook and Instagram yesterday. <laughs> but the only thing that I wish would happen, and this is truly because. Lil Bootsy posted a thing like yo they took me off of Instagram and Instagram went down which I thought was funny and the only thing that would really make me super happy is if Congress called Bootsy down to testify against Mark Zuckerberg like I would love to have Bootsy in front of all the nation saying Mark Zuckerberg wouldn't return the
0: burger is bothering me just-
1: the burger is hilarious I want him to call I want I want Bootsy to look at Nancy Pelosi and be like Mark Zuckerberger. He took always does my lie. Instagram I, account. I would love that. I would love that.
0: He is hilarious. Bootsy's having having a, a decent week. You know, that's yeah, cool. yeah, I heard I heard the movie is great. Yeah. I heard, I heard the movie
1: is really good. I haven't got a chance to see it, but I've heard the movie is like, you know, and you know the kind of you know, I like all types of films, and it was like like you would like it. I was like, all right. I want to see I'm it. I'm definitely going to get a chance to get it. I'm definitely going
0: to watch it. Boosie music. I got to see this man movie. It's crazy. Yeah. This dude is. He's been consistent for a while, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess that's what it is when he's just a a young oper- entrepreneur. A young black and ugly as ever. However I stay used to down to my socks. Once again, once again, it's in my humble opinion. Yes, my name is Avery. Like a very nice guy, ding. We don't do that in post. I always say that we are, but we're post and we're not doing it. <laughs> and I got my brother with me, my co-host, the best writer this side of the Mississippi. Um, my brother, Jess Devon, ladies and gentlemen, Just Devon. How you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good so
0: far. That's I great. That's great. I'm you. glad. I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm you know, that's always a good thing. Uh, you know, you can find us everywhere in My Humble Opinion podcast. You can find us everywhere where you're looking for a podcast and also on the YouTube. Yes, in My Humble Opinion on the YouTube and on all social media, My Humble-O. Now, once again, uh, we do focus on, you know, Black entrepreneurs. Uh, people are doing music. Anybody that's, uh, uh, um, you know, just getting out there doing business and one of the pieces of the hip-hop culture is that amazes me is we're in Houston and if you know Houston there's something that's huge uh Pimpsey said it best looking look at a nigga up and down like he a superstar they ain't tripping on me they want to fuck my car Pimpsey's words were descriptive of the car culture in Houston and from Fat Pat to Kiki to Paul and as current as the Smush Brothers your ride has been a very big focal point in the city of Syrup. Now, our next guest, he's a businessman. Him alongside his partner, D, with $4,000 to his name, took it upon themselves in order to take their love for cars and make a business with it. Now, specializing specializing in car co- customization, paint, wheels, wraps, luxury car rentals, and even innovating The use of the face mask. He'll tell you about that. Uh, With their royal treatment that they provide, they are making a lasting impression. South Sider, fly rider, and entrepreneur, amongst other things. Big B of next level automotive, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Man,
2: I'm just very happy to be here. (laughs) Straight up. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for having me, though, for real. Appreciate that.
1: That's fantastic. We appreciate you coming out. Now, I'll I'll be honest with you. Like, my brother is into cars. I'm not into cars, but I am into, like, the customization of cars. If I see a TikTok, a YouTube, like, the people that go into making cars unique and building and stuff like that, that kind of stuff always interests me. Mm-hmm. So were you always into this idea of changing vehicles or things like that? Or like, how did you even decide to move in that direction?
2: Ain't gonna lie, like literally as a kid, I used to get those lowrider magazines, and I grew up, you know, on the south side of Houston, Texas, was my grandma's house in South Park. So the people you were mentioning, I saw them ride up down the street, like the fat pads, the little Kikis, and so you know, you just naturally fall in love with the culture because it's in your face. You know what I mean? So I'm looking out the window and I see them banging and swinging down the street because they stay right off of MLK. So I'm literally seeing everybody with this culture, you know, shoving that culture down my throat, per se. So I feel like I naturally put in love because I was right there watching it all unfold. And, you know, for an outsider uh,
1: looking at the culture and for a lot of people, I mean, like I think about, uh, I mean, one of the first things, if you're talking about somebody that doesn't know anything about cars that is Mm lit, you know, any decent amount of time, you think about like MTV's "Pin My Ride and stuff like that, where they started to get ridiculous. But that did show that window into the West Coast car culture. And when you talk about right. the Little Rider magazines, a lot of that stuff came from the West Coast. Uh, right.
2: Eventually, I mean,
1: you, you guys started out on the West Coast, right?
2: Yeah, we actually had a shop. It was crazy because, like, I love the L.A. culture so much and just how they were so innovative. We got a shop in Long Beach first. So we were out there like dang near a year before we even touched Houston um, as far as the business. But, you know, it was being there, seeing – how fast they move, how much money they spend. And, like, it wasn't even a question. You know what I mean? I love my city. But, you know, we some bargain shoppers down here. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just being real, I love it. But, you know, out there, they spoil you because it's like, you know, you tell somebody 7000 for something, they don't even bat an eye. You know, out here, like, man, my partner told me 53. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, bro. All right, I do a 55. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Because, but again, it's still all love. This is my city. I would never trade it for the world, but you just got spoiled on the West Coast. You know, they were spending money that unquestioned, you know, unquestioned, unbattled.
1: Now, how long did y'all operate that shop on the West Coast? And then at what point? Did you guys make the decision? Like, what made y'all make the decision? Like, yo, okay, let's come back down to Houston.
2: Well, I was out, like, I was going back and forth for, like, man, like a year and a half. I was in L.A. at least twice a month. And just honestly, honestly, I was like, man, you know what? I can't keep coming back out of here. I mean, it's cool, but I was coming to Houston. I was like, I got to do something here. This is where I'm from. It do not make sense to be still a resident in Houston, Texas, and not have it, you know, a location here in Houston. So, uh, like I said, about a year into it, I was like, we're going to do something here. And we started off like in a, in a unit that's probably like literally, no exaggeration, 700-something square feet. Like it was a one-row garage to drive in. We could fit a car and a half, a car and like a scooter maybe, you know what I mean? Because it was, it, was, it was a tight space, but it just really just moved so, so fast. And I'm to this day just thankful about it, just how fast it just took off.
1: Absolutely. Now, what would you say, even even moving back from the West Coast down here, what mm. were some of those major differences between, besides the price, besides the bargaining, because we are sure. a bargaining
2: city. You're right, right, man. A, we live I in the like parking
1: But we are, we, we, we you know, we park a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. We don't even go inside the club. But Bam. the thing about that parking lot is people like to show off their cars here, but the cars here right. usually have a different level of customization than we're talking mm-hmm. about on the West Coast. It's totally Agreed. different styles. So, Agreed. what were some of those big changes when you were moving from the West Coast and coming back down here?
2: Honestly, I mean, like, I don't want to sound like soldier Boy, but I feel like we were one of the first people to really start innovating, <laughs> like the whole idea of rap, like rapping your car. Because at the time, you know, everybody was in the paint, and still, there's people that are really heavy on still paint, you know what I mean? And that's what I grew up on. But in, on the West Coast, they were rapping like, 15 20 years ago they was already doing car wraps but it, they did it so good it looked like a paint job so coming down here really i feel like we really show people that you can wrap your car we get it done faster you got the same thing you can change your car four or five times you know shoot a month if you wanted to and that was something i feel like we just really took from the west coast and showed people and before you know not everybody knows what a rap is now but at one point it was like that was Unheard of. You think of rap, you think about a business that, you know, like a Shipley's or a McDonald's truck that got, you know, a company wrap. Nobody was thinking about having an actual color wrapped on a vehicle like that.
1: And that is one of those things because before it was like, when I when I would think about wraps, I mean, probably like 10, 15 years ago, you would think about like a truck. Exactly. Like a, like a van, like a work van. Exactly. Like, like oh, I'm going wrap this. All right. Right. You guys are doing this to hire vehicles. The other thing I would say too is like, when you see you guys work, there is a lot of higher-end West Coast kind of influence. Like, it's, it looks like you plucked a shop up out of LA and you brought it to Houston.
2: Uh, exactly. You know that feel. Mm-hmm. And that's how we actually started with the name too. Just like Next Level Automotive on paper, we wanted to say NLA. So we kind of plugged <laughs> Next Level Automotive later. Uh... So, that, like, the N, the L, and the A was representing, like, you saw it on the sticker in California or on the play, you would say, you know, like, the business is NLA. You yeah. know what I mean? So, we just plugged Next Level Automotive and this <laughs> It's crazy. That's good marketing, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that definitely works. That definitely works. Yeah, for
2: sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You can tell about a smile. You can tell about that chain, too. It worked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for real, oh. man. I'm just thankful for it, for sure. Because it's just like crazy. Because You know, you got to think about when you're in your bedroom or you're on the phone with somebody throwing some ideas around, you're not thinking that. It's gonna be what it is now, like like all this stuff, like shirts and caps, like this was stuff we were wearing, like personally. But then you know you get people asking like, where can I get that from, or where, can, you know what I'm saying? Like that was I ain't gonna lie, that was not the idea out the gate to be selling merchandise. We was just doing cars, and this is what we were wearing. But when people ask you about it, it's like that's a whole nother business inside the business doing apparel,
1: yeah. And I'm going to talk about like, the, the, the beginning of the actual business itself. Like mm-hmm. what my brother was talking about in his opener. Uh, you and your partner started this with $4,000.
2: Man, which uh, is 4, nothing. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's nothing. Not, You're right. It's not a lot. It's a business? Yeah. There are definitely people that are like, yo, $4,000 is a lot. But
0: $4,000 for a lick is a lot. $4,000 for a business
2: is not.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly. about $4,000 per Personally, I'm like dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my thing is, I mean, and let's try to get into some of the business aspect of that. I mean, with, yeah. you start off with four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Like, what are your priorities in terms of how you're going to start this business? Because some stuff is going to have to go by the wayside until you can get it later, and other Dang. stuff. Like, I know you got a vision, but you're like, yo, <laughs> I got four thousand. Like, we can't get all that we want right now
2: exactly so the initial thing i could tell what we got was lights and internet and like a big like a tv it's just <laughs> one tv for just for you know visual purposes but like I, had to, I remember we even got a couch from somebody. It was a use, it was the worst couch ever. You ever sat on the couch? in there like that sticky glaze <laughs> residue, the leather is separating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, I couldn't wait till we made somebody. We had to finally go get a couch. Cause I was like, bro, this is embarrassing. People sit down on the couch. You got couch transferred to their jeans. You know oh, what I'm saying? It's man. like. Oh, my God. But, you know, but people that really supported us, like, they didn't even care. They just were so happy with the work. But, you know, we were just so big on the image, like, across the board. Like, you know, the car is one thing, but we want you to come inside and feel like, you know, it's next level, everything, not just the product we put out, but also the place that you're coming into.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's one of the major things, too, where I'm thinking about, like, you guys starting out $4,000, but when you look at you guys' work, you the office, the building, everything there's a right. major focus on the overall look and aesthetics like you're coming into a professional environment you're about to get some work done like this is top this is top quality i mean there, right. are, there are shops that do like quality work but you walk in you're like god what are we in like what what is what, what's happening <laughs> right like i was like I'm, i feel like i'm about to get robbed
0: but exactly
1: <laughs> your your shop was different so placing <laughs> that focus on aesthetic like how was it when you first started out where you're like
2: everything don't look the way i wanted to look yet man and, and it's crazy I like honestly that was burning me up more than anything because you know just just natural as people we judge like you judge before you open your mouth before you do anything so in my mind yeah. I feel like, you know, we definitely lost some business in the beginning because, you know, we didn't have the aesthetics inside, so we had to work extra hard to just really sell the product, per se, and just the namesake, but, you know, now I feel like because we got to the point where we have the aesthetics, like literally people come in, they feel comfortable, they hang around, we got games in there, like we can't make people leave sometimes, we would be like, all right, so... (laughs) What you about to do? I didn't call so many lifts and Ubers for people just because, you know, it's cool, but they just literally hanging around. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. But it, it's a blessing, like, to see literally at like, the transition, as you know, in the beginning where we were sitting there and trying to put everything together and just like, man, like, we get a couch here or get a chair here. And then, like, we got, a uh, uh, man, the. Man, the first big purchase—I say big purchase—because we bought a painting from a guy out here locally, and shout out to him for the double R. He's an artist, local artist, and that was probably like the most expensive thing you had in the whole building. Like literally, like we had these wood walls, but this beautiful painting, and they like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this painting is nice." Then look right but like, "Yeah, that's it, though." That's <laughs> like, you know what I'm mean? saying? But. But but that painting kind of set the standard because it was like we spent so much money on that art that represented what we were trying to get to, and now it's like that painting is still there, but everything else around it is nice also. So everything else just kind of rose to the level of what you wanted, man. And it's so you know what, during COVID is when we did a full remodel, right? I know we had some questions about that too, but like COVID, we had that time during COVID, we were able to really tear walls down and really do what we have been envisioned to do to that building
1: now i mean you guys have been in operation for over 15 years mm-hmm. um, yeah at what point i mean whether i mean like you said if from the beginning you had people supporting you but at what point right. do you really feel like all right this is moving this is becoming exactly what we wanted it to become
2: I think, like, for me, like, I'm going to be honest, like, this is going to sound so creepy. Like, I went to H-E-B one time, and I was in the grocery store, and I seen a woman I ain't never seen before. I know she probably thought I was a stalker, so, woman, wherever you are, please forgive me. But she had a Next Level shirt on, <laughs> and, and I didn't know her. And, like, I, I, in my mind, I feel like nobody that I knew, I, I took pictures of her and sent it to my friends while I followed around the store, like, do y'all know her? It's like, now we don't know her. So to me, I think that was my moment like, dang, we really doing something because here's a person that I ain't met. I don't know. She don't even know me because I looked at her, she looked at me and she looked like, you know, what's going on? Why are you staring at me? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, dang, we really doing something because now it's like, we got a person who's buying the product who has no attachment. They, they don't know anybody. Ain't somebody cousin or auntie. This is just somebody who like what you have and bought the product. Like, at that moment, I was like, dang, now we actually cooking with grease. Now we're doing something.
1: And that's a big thing. And I think it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially successful ones, don't tell other people. And maybe entrepreneurs pass up. Is like, it's one thing to sell a product
0: to people mm. that
1: like and know you, right? It's another thing when it starts selling to people that don't know you and might not like you at all. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Facts, though. This is facts, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So I mean, that that was a that's a that's a great moment for y'all. I mean, even going back, like, at what point were you saying like, hey, let's just go ahead and start branding the clothing as well? Because you've got a
2: full business in terms of the mm. cars, but now you're like, okay, let's also move into clothing. And honestly, I think it was the people that were asking. And then my buddy, Darian. Uh, Darian is a guy that came in, like, and really redesigned the logo for us, too. Because even this new logo we have now, this is, like, the updated. I call it the Next Level 2.0. It's mm-hmm. the updated version or whatever. Because the first we had, like, the, the block letters of, of Next Level, which was cool. But, like, this give it that little extra little oomph that everybody kind of really liked. And uh, he just came in and said, man, look, really, honestly, you can be... A million now for clothes. I mean, cars are cool. I ain't y'all doing y'all thing with that, but imagine if he had a whole separate inventory and, 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 and revenue on just apparel. And I was like, All right, let's do it. And literally he took it, ran with it, redesigned it, and here we are now. We're doing everything from shirts to caps, socks, we got shorts and all kinds of crap. So definitely because of him.
1: Definitely all types, all types of product. One of those products. Which y'all uh, almost appear to be like? I mean, this is pre-pandemic, oh, man. Y'all, yes, let's talk about was, that. Yes, y'all were selling masks already. This is yes. before we even knew what coronavirus <laughs> was, man. Oh, so, please, yes. please tell us how. Uh,
2: one, why were y'all selling masks, and then what was the effect afterward? And I, I got to back up a little bit, little bit, because when we first did the mask, like literally, even my buddies at the shop, they laughed at me. They was like. You look stupid. Like you think you are Michael Jackson? Or <laughs> like, but for me, my problem was all like I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a germaphobe, but I traveled a lot. So on the plane, it, you know, everybody was, you know, of course this before, before pandemic, but people were just naturally nasty. Like they were on their coughing with their mouth open, not washing their hands, and that was just nasty. So I was wearing a mask. Like literally, go on my Instagram. I have mask pictures before the pandemic, and telling people, Hey, look, we got these masks for like I think we were selling them for like they're like fifteen dollars. But when that pandemic hit, oh we had masks on deck, we cleaned up. <laughs> Lord forgive me. Lord forgive me. But we cleaned up on pandemic because you know people didn't have masks. And you remember everybody was scrambling. Yeah. They were buying them all up. But we had stock. So we was selling them bad boys like $25, $30 a mask. Like okay. okay. Yeah. So it was crazy.
1: And I mean, look, I'm with you on the phone. Fo- you know, first off, I'm, I'm not going to call myself a germaphobe, but I enjoy the fact that people are wearing masks now. Oh, yeah. Me, like, me masks, too. I know people be like, I like, you know, if, it, it ain't even a political thing. I was like, all right, no. first off, this pandemic showed me things I knew. Y'all don't wash y'all's hands. I knew this. And, oh. But now we know for a fact that, because some of y'all was like, for, for a
2: you gotta wash your hands for 30 seconds, yes. Yes, what if, if you, you didn't instruct know, like, somebody yeah. on how long to wash your hands and let you know you was already pre-nasty, exactly,
1: right? yeah. exactly, <laughs> and the mass thing, and you're right, especially in airports, you got circulated air, you got people coming from all over the place, and I exactly this is what it is. So yeah. I'm definitely pro like you know, I would see video, you know, it's it's fashionable in other cultures. Like in exactly. Japan, they got people just, you know, you'll see somebody wearing a mask, you see somebody not. And then right. people, you know, the mask just look cool. Like that's right. what it is. But I was like, yeah, it also keep you a little protected. For <laughs> so sure. that's it. The other thing yeah. too about COVID is like you are dealing in automotive and mm-hmm. in the automotive industry is getting extremely affected by COVID because of these supply chains. So right. Yeah, I mean, from your perspective, can you explain what's happening in the automotive and the car culture and how are you guys pushing through it?
2: Yeah, like, it's crazy because, like, literally when the pandemic first hit, you know, first of all, none of us have dealt with this before. We didn't know what to expect. So I'm just going to talk about it in in different layers. Like, so business-wise, first thing with that, we didn't know what was going to happen. I still, I literally went to the shop every day still during COVID, like, even when it first happened. Like, I'm talking about you get walk on the highway everybody knew wasn't nobody on the roads but Mm -hmm. we literally went to the shop every day but then like about that second or third i would say second or third week that phone started ringing even more and i was confused but i realized now people have more time because you know everything was shut down Uh, you couldn't do anything but like now you can work on your car now you got time to. Do with that old job that you've been wanting to do because you don't have to go to work right now. So it's like we really got more busy during the pandemic, and I hate the fact that lives were lost, families were affected, and things like that, and people's finances were definitely uprooted and changed. But like the automotive industry, literally got so busy, like and made a bunch of money. I don't know if they're gonna tell it like that in the you know the world like that, but it, they did. Like parts are hard to find even right now. Car value has went up. My buddy, prior to the pandemic, had a Camaro trying to sell. I think the dealership wanted to give him maybe like 11 grand before the pandemic. He sold it on the pandemic, the same car with more miles, for like 17 grand. Yeah. Because you can't get cars. You, can, you know what I mean? It's like everything is in such demand. So the automotive industry really like became even more, big, stronger billionaires just because of the, the demand and everybody, you know, when they got their money, however they got their money, they was buying
0: stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, hey, I ain't going know about how got the money. They was buying mm-hmm. stuff in abundance. And uh, yeah, the automotive industry ate off of that, like heavily. People were buying cars that they never thought they could afford and still can't afford. But you know, that's another story too. <laughs> but uh, for the moment, they look clean pulling up through uh, carros. I ain't mad at them. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And I mean, yeah. don't
1: to talk about that. I mean, for you all when you when you look at uh, the services and everything you're offering, and mm-hmm. this looks like a celebrity type car shop. This mm-hmm, looks gosh. like a celebrity automotive service center. But you guys, it, it's you guys give that celebrity, uh, oh, th- th- that celebrity service to everybody
2: exactly it. and that's our motto
1: all right all right so uh, i mean talk about what was behind it because you guys could have been like yo i'm just gonna you know when i first saw the shop i was just like that must just be for rappers like that's it mm-hmm. oh you got you have to have money like a lot right. of money to go here all right? right but i mean when you look at it and when you look at you guys mission in terms of making sure that everybody's getting that service what was behind the idea of that
2: I guess just the idea of, like, I've been that person before. Like, you know, when I was uh, putting my cars together, you know, as a youth in, you know, my teenage years, like, I felt like the places I went to, they treated me, like, a certain way as long as, you know, while I was coming in and the shopping, they greeted me, they took care of me, and they worked with me on, like, sure, I had layaways, I had night day turns you know what I mean, they just... They 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 never made me feel like I wasn't like the guy that was paying fully. You know the things I write in cash. So I just felt like those kind of relationships and the way I was treated then, I always want to carry that on. Not just through business, but even through personal life. Like I try to treat everybody with the same amount of respect as I would want myself. So every customer, I don't care if they're spending a hundred dollars or even you know ten thousand, are gonna give them the same love, same respect because I know one day that hundred dollar customer might be that you know, $10,000 customers, the tables turn every day and people, you know, they get money and should they get uh, uh, a job, better jobs, you know, situations change. Everybody's not always up, everybody's not always down. So you got to make sure the person is down, you treat them good when they're up, treat them the same way, whatever, no matter.
1: Now for you personally, like what's your favorite Mm -hmm. car to work on? Our
2: favorite car you've done. Man, that's tough. Like, Ooh, okay. I think one of the one of the my favorite cars is the car we did for Braxton Miller for the Texans, and that's because it was on a Mercedes S550, and we gutted the whole car. And the reason why it was one of my favorites is because at the time everybody was so afraid to mess with the car. It was like you take know, the interior, we painted everything and redid everything in the car, all red from the dash to the seats to the carpet and people thought we were nuts so this is when we did it it is everybody everybody realized like man they can really do anything because they ain't like doing like a, a box chevy because you know those cars you know you kind of just unbolt a couple of things and everything comes apart you're talking about a car that's literally led lights and everything's computerized so mm. people are afraid to touch because if you do one thing wrong you can fry that whole computer in that car and it's a wrap so um that project for sure was definitely one of my favorite ones
1: And then the other thing too i mean even speaking on that like uh being in this business for over uh over 15 years almost Mm. decades you've seen this evolution of cars where i mean you know 15 20 years ago there was no tesla there was no like now we're getting to the point where not only do you have it's not a chevy there was a point where it was like "Yo, i'm gonna sell you this car and Mm -hmm. you can go find a mechanic and work on it whenever you want and now you have these car companies that are like, that. it's almost like they're building stuff so nobody else touch it, just us. Man, that,
0: that's like, funny. We're it, the man.
1: only people that want to touch it. So tell us about watching that evolution occur and how you guys get around it, because I'm always interested in watching people get
2: around those and, and, and keep business flowing. And it's funny you say that because like specifically Tesla is that company that's like that. Like we just recently fixed the Tesla and trying to get parts for it is like I'm talking about you, it's easy to walk in the White House and get parts for a Tesla if you unless you're not going through Tesla, because Literally, the guy had front-end damage, and to get the parts, we had to get on, like, a waiting list. And had to email somebody, they called you when they were ready to talk. You know what I mean? I was like, this is crazy. But (laughs) the customer, we had to go through the customer. They were on the list in the the system. They bought the car from them and got the parts, and then we fixed the car that way. But Tesla is really one of those companies that really makes you want to only go through them. They don't want outside people touching their cars, for real. But we did it, so. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no.
1: like, because tesla I, I i tell people they're like the the iphones of cars like they literally no, they build their stuff almost i mean the the screws the parts I mean, that's why i compared it to apple because uh yeah. there's a guy i follow online that only fixes teslas but he mm-hmm. talks about the headaches of having to fix a tesla like yes. oh my God, they don't make it easy for you at all
2: at all he ain't lying <laughs> He is not lying. <laughs> that was like a nightmare. I like. I thought it was like a joke. Like, are you serious? We trying to fix, fix this car? Like, okay, you can bring it in. They let the guy said, uh, "Bring it in in three weeks." Like three weeks. Like you have to wait to go to them. The it's it's just a mess. Like nah, I ain't with that. We nah, figured no. it out. We're <laughs> real.
1: And I take it when you do stuff like that, like when you do uh the Mercedes you're talking about at the Tesla, your name gets out there
2: more because people are like, oh, they did it. Exactly. Because people will call it like, hey, um, are you authorized dealer? Are you certified to work in these cars? And then I'll just say, hey, look, I'll send you pictures and you know let you see the before and after. And You tell me if you want to shop or do business with us. I don't want I don't like to just say, oh, we do XYZ. Everybody says that, but I'll mm-hmm. show you the stuff we've actually done and you tell me if you want to shop with us and do business with us.
1: Now, tell us about, like, all of the services that Next Level offers for people that just don't know.
2: Okay, so we do, of course, wheels and tires, paint, body work, working insurance claims, um, towing cars, shipping cars, state-to-state. Um of course rebuilding cars like old schools do motor work do oil changes tune-ups like literally anything you can think about we do that comes with a car truck boat you worked on boats eight i fixed the 18 wheeler before there was an accident i put seats in the boat i mean it don't matter if it run bicycle, we did bicycles before so like literally <laughs> right. it don't even matter
0: and
1: I, I kind like of it. saw that cuz I want I wanted you to make sure to let people know cuz a lot of people might be like me and look at it and be like, "Hey man, like we, you know, they ain't going to look at my stuff."
2: Right. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I
1: mean? So, how do you guys get over that hurdle too of making sure like, "Yo, look." The, I mean, of course we do all this stuff like mm-hmm. but because we can do this high-level stuff, we can do anything. Like and how I think do we make sure everybody knows you can do that.
2: And I, I think we do that by just posting the good, bad, and the ugly. Because, you know, everybody can post a Bentley. Everybody can post the Mercedes. Everybody posts the G-Wagons and all the Teslas. But we'll post a Honda Accord. Or we'll post a Toyota Camry. Or, the, you know what I'm saying, just a regular car. So people know, like, we don't discriminate on the year-making model. It can be old. I ain't talking about the 28 Because the new Camrys is old. I don't know if y'all seen them bad boys. Oh, man, new that is hard. that's New yeah.
0: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Yes, yeah, so I'll talk about, we'll, we'll post that, you know, that 2015 camera or that, you know, that 2012 camera that had their front end damage and we fixed that. Like, there's no discrimination on age of the vehicle or make, model. It doesn't matter. Like, if it's fixable, we're going to do it. Yeah.
1: Now, I mean, this is a, you know, we're a Houston podcast. we always talking about Houston rappers, Houston entertainers, Houston music. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the people in Houston that you have worked on cars for?
2: Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, shoot. As far as rappers,
1: man, they give it rappers and, and athletes more. You know, just tell it.
2: Who oh, you man, <sighs> literally, we got so many freaking footballs in there. Like we were, of course, Adrian Peterson. Um, dang, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna forget people. You put me on the spot. <laughs> 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 I'm looking at the wall. We got Lonnie Johnson to play for the Texas. Um, shoot, of course, I told you about the other guy. We did his other Texas player. Dang. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to have all these names on top of my head. <laughs> they, all the, a lot of the Texas players, we definitely did a lot of them. Um, like a couple of, even w, WNBA players, for sure. Like, we've done a bunch of them. Uh, rappers, not too many uh, rappers per se. Like, I'm definitely cool, like, with Slim Thug. Uh, like, definitely. We see other. we always speak. He's just been around for so long. We like the old heads out here in the streets now, so we just always speak. <laughs> but, uh. Man, there's so many people, like, again, from Oh, Roger Clemens, done something for him before. am trying to think who else. Um, oh, yeah, Trez. Trez Um, the one yeah. that played. Well, now he's at, I think he's at the Clippers now. Yeah, Matter of fact, I t- texted another the other day. Like, good dude. Like, it's so crazy. These people, what I love about all of them is, like, you know, for a moment, I think even me, we're guilty of seeing them on TV and forgetting that they're actually human. You know what I mean? Like, they're just regular people. Like, they like, what up, bro? Like, man, you yeah. know who you are? Like I just see you dunk on somebody like you know what I mean, but they they won't they got regular ones and these like us too.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's nice that it's nice that you're out here still able to provide uh you're providing services for celebrities, but you're also for the for us normal folk as well. But you're also Mm -hmm. like contributing to the community.
2: Oh, for sure, Uh, we big on that.
1: and, And yeah, let's talk about some of the uh the the community give backs that you guys have done.
2: Oh yeah, we do a lot of uh Of turkey drives or Christmas. uh, We fed families, closed families, um, bought presents and stuff like that. Like, honestly, last year probably was like the most emotional year because we had, we said we were going to pick, I think, three families and we're just going to give them everything from food to toys. So we actually went to them, you know, we weren't on camera, none of that kind of stuff, but we selected the fam, what the families got suggested to us that we selected three families and we brought them toys. And when I tell you just to see, the joy from what I say, the things we take for granted. And um, it's on people's face. I'm talking about the lady had me in there literally crying in the house because, you know, I'm bringing toys that to be like, don't get me wrong, like, it, it's nice stuff, but we buying freaking $500 PlayStations and they were happy with, you know, 5 and $20 toys just, mm-hmm. to, just to give something to their kids. But she had, I think she had, uh, like, four kids and she was taking care of her kids' kids and then one of her other kids that committed suicide like a week before. I'm just like, man, but but because of the stress of, you know, their financial situation and just dealing with life, it's just, we never know what somebody's really going through. And sometimes we don't realize how blessed we really are on just the simple things, like just being able to, the first is passed. Some people trying to figure out how to pay their rent still today. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we over here just Talking to each other and, and talking about success and other people trying to figure out what I'm gonna eat tonight. Dang, it's 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 cold or it's hot in the house. I need ain't, I can't pay my light bill. You know what I'm saying? And we watching Netflix and chilling, no so doing whatever. Yeah. So like just seeing those families like the small things that they just really appreciate it just does something to your spirit for real.
1: Absolutely. Now, what, what are some of the things that you want to see next level doing at one point, like when you had the $4,000 and you opened up a uh, mm-hmm. 700 square foot shop, you guys had a vision for what right. you wanted to do. And mm-hmm. now at this point where you're at, where you're at
2: now, what is the vision for the future, man, just more expansion. Cause like, you know, now we got. To the level where we're dealing with even with real estate and that's just because we've been shipping cars so many places and you go places you see the market for it and we got property in houston of course uh la uh new orleans and and miami even also so just expand the more and keep building those connections relationships with people in other cities and other states just to keep making people aware that next level is just not just uh, a company here it's just it's a mindset and a way of life that every person really should be wanting to elevate and take their life to the next level and whatever they're doing even if it's not just with cars per se just if you're a teacher you should want to be like you know the superintendent of the school the principal of the school or something just everybody be leveled up don't never be stagnant whatever position whatever you got going on I always look to see what can i do to be the better me regardless of whatever you're doing in life
1: and i mean what are your thoughts too as you're trying to get like what appeals what about new businesses appeal to you in terms of branching out? Like at one point you uh were presented with the idea. Uh, at one point you were presented with the idea of uh moving into clothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and there was something about that appealed in terms of expanding on that. Now you're talking about moving into real estate. Like right. what is it about these different ventures? expand out and and what do you take from the business that you're already doing now and apply it to those uh in order to kind of guarantee your success
2: i think really just that that marketing and just always being in somebody's face and being in different places like one thing that's uh consistent with any business is just being able to communicate and talk to people and just treat people with respect i think anything you do if you do that well no matter what you're selling, whether it be water or egg sandwiches. Like, if you, you know what I mean? You'll buy something from somebody just because the way they talk to you sometimes, you might not even need it. But just the way somebody kind of approaches you or handles you, you will want to support whatever they have going on. So I feel like just using that same energy and applying that to everything that we're doing and showing people, even like these other cities, like the places we're getting are really, really nice places. But when they travel, hey, look, some people then tell them, hey, you can stay over here in these places, these high rises and these, uh, these nice uh, lofts and stuff like that for a fraction of the price. When you come to town, you ain't got to stay in the Marriott. That's old. Like you want to stay over here, right here on the side of the beach. And I be that connection to show you how to do that. And that's another thing some people come in they ask me for ideas i don't have any problem sharing ideas and what to do in business to make it you know work for you whatever it is
1: okay okay now uh i mean even the of share i mean you know even as that idea of like you don't have any problem sharing ideas and mm-hmm. working with people i mean what do you look for when you're looking at business partners or whether expanding out with people or things like that. Cause it's a business. There are people out there that are, that are shady. They out to cut your throat. There are people out there that are not going to show their full hand. And there are also people out there that are like, look, I just need help. And I, you know, they they could be a great asset to the business. So Mm -hmm. when you're looking and you're, you're deciding about networking things like that, what are some of the thoughts you're thinking about?
2: Man, honestly, I just think about somebody's just, what they putting into it because the last thing you want to do is get in something with somebody and you're like basically doing that job for them like they have to show the effort that you just like when the bank when you want to bank the, the main reason why a bank wants a business plan is not to just look at it they want to see what have you done or what can you put in place to make it work and make it make sense and that's the same thing for me if somebody comes to me and they already have something going on they're already trying to do something or they're already out there like moving their product or trying to make the product move. I'm going to try to help them any kind of way. I think I support more independent businesses than anything, like anything else. Like if somebody, I didn't bought shirts and stuff from people or sometimes didn't wear it, but just because I like what they're trying to do and they're going in a positive direction, I would support them because I would want somebody to do the same thing for me because that sale, that purchase, that little conversation we have might make that person want to keep going and really do something else that's going to really blow them up. And that's what it's all about. Just supporting people, not necessarily at the lowest, but we know when they're growing. Everybody supports somebody when they're on the level of McDonald's, but when they're out there selling a burger on a brown bag with no name on it, did you buy that cheeseburger then, or did you wait till they had the McDouble, and everybody in the world wanted it?
0: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so
2: <laughs> you got to support them when they just really coming up with their creation. Because people like that, they're going to remember you. When they blow up, they're going to reach back to you, too.
1: And and even on that aspect where you're talking about, I mean, yeah, you're talking about looking at these other entrepreneurs that are coming up at one point y'all were coming up as entrepreneurs. And Mm -hmm. the other thing too, is, and and we've talked to uh, other people that have had businesses and, and, and they've gained that success. And there's this kind of common thread of people support you as you gain success. Like, it's easier to support, like you know, when I was like, "Yo, hey, I got, I got four thousand dollars. I got seven hundred square feet."
0: And
2: right.
1: you might not feel that level of uh, support until people start right. like, "Oh, okay, now he's successful." And it's like now the waves of support come. One exactly. How do you deal with that? How does that? <laughs> I mean, genuinely, how does that make you
2: feel? And then I mean, you know, I, 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 I feel like you got to treat everybody quarterly, because, like you know, at the same time, it's like some people they don't see your vision like your vision is a lot of times bigger than they could even fathom or even put together so some people just intentionally are being disrespectful but some people really just can't even foresee the things that you have in mind like for example being personal about like my mom didn't foresee the idea i had like I tell people I was poor for a long time, struggled for a long time. And my mama said, well, baby, your cousin works at UPS. i get you a job over there. And I was like, no disrespect. I, I, I've i had plenty of jobs, but for what I'm trying to do, if this is going to work, I have to stick to this. I can't just cop out because it's not going to work. I'm going to be giving up on what I really want to do. So it, it's, it's hard for people to see your thoughts until they your thoughts become reality. So you have to just really just keep Pushing that they didn't really believe me. It almost felt like insanity to tell somebody, like, I'm gonna do this, and be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? But with those words, you have to put the actions behind it. Like, I literally still to this day go to the mall, pass our business cards. I put business cards on people's cars. So, everything that you did in the beginning, you can't walk away from it because you get quote unquote some fame or success or a good run. You have to do everything you're doing now. And what you was doing when you first got on. So if you see me in the parking lot like, in between cars, I ain't breaking in. I'm just putting a card on your window. Like I still do that to this day. Now, mom, mom sees the vision now though, right? Oh uh, well. <laughs> like now it's like she even apologized. Now that was a funny guy. She's like, babe, I want to just tell you he was right and mama love you
0: no, as no, we no, no. <laughs> go to to Mexico. And that's what
2: <laughs> that's what I was
1: gonna lead up to that conversation leading up that point. Yeah. What what prompted that point? Like, what was the point where she was like, "Oh, I get it." Like, you, you got it going. What 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 uh caused that to happen?
2: I think because see, my, my mom didn't know how big we were doing was until people in church started telling her, like, "I see your son over here." I, so my mom wasn't on, so she on Facebook now. That's why I gotta post respectfully on Facebook all the time, but, <laughs> but but she wasn't on Facebook, so she didn't know. So she was seeing stuff like articles that was popping up. People was doing write-ups and so people were telling her, she was like, what are y'all talking about? You know what I mean? Because I didn't go and tell her everything we was doing. I'm just her son. You know what I mean? So she's not thinking that it's doing that. She just, you know, she just know okay, my son has a business. That's it. She not thinking though. Oh, they really outside, like for real. Like, I mean. <laughs> you know what yeah, I, mean? I mean. So, the the church ushers was telling her like, "Yeah, your son yeah, I know you proud, baby." And she said, "Let me log on Facebook and see what's going on." <laughs> <laughs> so, then she saw, she saw, she saw everything it was like all different articles and the people who was met the with and like. I remember I went to oh my god, we went to Jamie Foxx house, We was in LA, and she's... <laughs> I sent her the picture at Jamie Foxx's house with Jamie Foxx. She looked, said, that's so funny. I said, what? She said, that guy looks so much like Jamie Foxx. I said, mama, it is Jamie Foxx. <laughs> and she said, what? How did... I said, I'll call you back later. You know what I mean? Because she 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 couldn't even then fathom what was going on. But hey, now she knows. Now nah, that's good. That's good. It's funny
1: <laughs> what, what parents will take for your success like you could be doing a bunch of stuff but they got to see that one thing like
2: that's the, what i'm saying
1: something to them or they got to see you with jamie
2: fox it's like
1: i've been doing yeah. it but <laughs> they're like i didn't know
2: yeah she's and she was like i had no idea that you was doing all of that like you know i, I just never been that person i never been a person to be like i'm about to i'm about to we about to, you know what i mean because i feel like when you speak certain things of what it happened you either foreshadow and just put some negative juju on it just allow things to happen and let people see it and then when they comment then we can have a conversation about it i don't ever want to pre-speak on something mm.
1: now we talked about the best car that you've worked on like the the, mm. the car that you've enjoyed the most mm. uh i don't want to say worst because okay that, that's that but <laughs> which one gave you uh the,
2: the most difficulty to get the job done Bam. It had to be this guy who he just really was attached to this car. Like, honestly, this is going to sound bad. Lord, forgive me. But the amount of money that it took to get the car, the car wasn't worth that. But he, (laughs) but he had sentimental attachment to the car. So, you know, I never disrespected him. I never not, you know, told him, don't do this. But, you know, this, because this is something he wanted for whatever reason. I never know the story behind the car. Like, that might have been the car you kissed your girl the first time in. I don't, I don't know the story. So, but, it was just, it was a, and it was an old Camry. He, he, we put a new motor in there, like new interior and everything. And he was, he was happy as can be. But to me, I would just puzzle. Like, spent a lot of money on that Camry, brother. Like, <laughs> he was happy. So at the end of the day, guess what? That's all that mattered. He went to the next level his way. So it's cool. There you go. I'm <laughs> the next level his way yeah
1: have any kind of sentimental value you never know what they attach it to my, that's
2: what i'm saying like I, yeah. I can't speak for it's attachment i would never disrespect somebody's situation because you know we don't know the story behind it so
1: yeah my like my, my first car was like a buick 225 okay it was an old car i bought for somebody and i remember my dad was like yeah get that that's good and then later, when we're on, it's like a deuce and a quarter, and I was like, deuce and a quarter, like, yeah, that's what I kept calling it. And then, dude, first of all, that car never went anywhere. Like <laughs> the car never went anywhere. That man used to just sit in the car in the garage. Like, yeah. I was like, dog, you wanted yeah. this car? <laughs> this is a big radio, man. That's all this is. i
2: thought <laughs> trying to tell you how many parties you'd have with a deuce and a quarter in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For real. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: before we get out of here, man, you gotta let people know like how can they find y'all, where to find y'all, the location of the shop, all that stuff, uh, where to find the brand, everything. Just let people know how they can get in contact with you and just support
2: sure. next level. Okay, for sure. Well, the shop is Next Level Automotive. We're at seventy three fifteen Ash Cross Suite one one zero, Houston, Texas seven seven zero eight one. We're on uh, Facebook, Facebook Next Level Automotive. Instagram is Next Level Automotive. My personal page is B I G B E E seven one three. Represent H Town to the fullest. Um, to that's why I got that on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is Next Level Auto M one. Uh, what else? My grandma page number is 713- 713. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, The shop number uh, 281-888-3423. We also have a mobile phone that we have people call and make reservations, which is 832-803-5841. You can call or text that phone any hour of the day. I hate to say that because they really do. But whatever, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Who's
1: texting y'all at three in the morning for a car?
2: Bro, you gotta understand. Like, think about it. If we go into the club or if we, and like, if, we, if there's a post on Instagram, somebody gets a bright idea, hey, yo, it, it, like, this is no exaggeration. Hey, y'all can rent a car today, yo. Like, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. It's a waffle house hours. Like, there's nothing we can do. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But 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 we we created that. So we have to live with that too. You know what I'm saying? So you create that accessibility, you gotta live with that accessibility. So it is what it is. We love y'all. <laughs> and the apparel, also the apparel is on the website. We have a website which is next level automotive llc.net. You can check that out. You can it's link to the apparel, all that that's on my page. for next level clothing, Texas, which is hoodies. We got in-store cabs, specials, whatever. We got it all.
0: That's good. Can you put a fifth wheel on a fifth wheel? Uh, you can. That would be a a six wheel. Uh-huh. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know that. <laughs> yeah, he did it. So I'll be hollering at you to put a fifth wheel on a fifth wheel on my uh my my. Losing the quarter. <laughs> <you go>. <laughs> in the quarter. Call back, done, see oh, a yeah.
1: five six on a two two five.
0: <laughs> that's funny man we really want to thank you for coming out you know and just sharing with us your journey it's of a course. big entrepreneur man that's that's always a positive thing
2: we always yeah. love
0: to showcase you know what people are doing in this city thanks a lot now you know awesome. so you know once again you know uh, this is been uh, big 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 b of next level automotive and also you can find me once again, Avery Zadius at Avery Zadius on IG, Twitter, and you can find Just Devon as DR Douglas on IG and Just Devon on Twitter and also DR Douglas on Twitter as well. And then both of us yeah, at yeah. my humble. below and we're also on YouTube people. We are on YouTube. Now, if you want to be a part of the humble hive, you've got to like, share, and subscribe. Humbly yours. Hey. In my humble opinion podcast, H-Town Too Sweet. H-Town's too sweet. (laughs)